Look, it is not about Wi-Fi connection. It is about emotional connection, and I have that with a lady now. My favorite mold is the mold that comes from tortillas that have been left out a little too long. <laughs> oh boy! There's not a moss otter. Yeah, it's just. A- I mean, if you've already filled up on your preconceptions, I guess that's fine. Welcome to Derailer. My name is Eric Klein. Hey, Rachel Vaness. I want to ask you seven things about the first year you were an adult. Like the first year out of college. Okay, so like the seven things I learned about being an adult. Sure. Okay. Um, I learned that I'm a really cheat person. Why? Uh, okay. Oh, was there, was there more to that? Well, just like I almost became vegetarian my first year out of college just because meat was expensive and took longer to make, so I just didn't buy it. Um, what else did I learn? That being single's really hard, um, and that I don't like being alone very much. But I also learned that I am the best friend when I am single. Like I'm really good at being a friend where I'm not as good at it when I'm dating. So that was something. Um, Two. I learned that it's okay to not have a career right away. Um, and it's almost more comforting to not know what I have ahead of me than to know I have this like 40 year career that never changes. Um, yeah. Three. Uh, I learned that it's really hard to learn outside of college. I really missed having times to just actively learn something And so it became kind of like, well, how do I learn on my own? Do I look up articles? Do I listen to NPR all the time? Uh, Do I try to read a book in Spanish, even though it's really brutal? So it was hard not having designated learning time. Four. That maintaining friendships is tough because people kind of, you lose the common bond you had in college was that we're all going through this experience together. And by not having that common bond, you're kind of like, oh, I have nothing in common with this person anymore other than the fact that we're both really lonely from being out of college, which is still enough. So I still have a lot of my college friends. Five. Uh... I sure wear dirty pants more than I used to. Six. I also don't wash my hair as much. Seven. Thank you. Well, uh, me and Adam have been best friends since uh, freshman year. Of, of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we went off to colleges in very different cities. Very, you know, I went, I went to college in Philadelphia. I went to school uh, in a small town in upstate New York, uh, where it's just surrounded by forests. And and it's kind of funny because we we haven't actually uh, physically been around each other very much, but we we email each other every day, and we feel like still. No, we're the same best friends we've always been. Yeah, I, I feel like Dylan and I have been really lucky to have, you know, come of age in an era where communication is just so easy. Where 
you know, you're so far apart from someone, but all it takes is you just open up that old laptop, tip a tap away, and bam, it's like nothing ever happened. And you can get just as drunk as you used to uh, that way, too. Totally, totally. We just, like, we just bro out. Like, I tell them about, you know, how many how many crunches I did today and what I bought at Whole Foods and, like, up top. So like, uh, like up top, man. But, I mean, I, I just type it. Yeah, and then I say, uh, I type, I reciprocate. It's just really cool. It's really cool to know that, th- you know, time moves forward, but you stay uh, the same uh, level of meaning with someone that you've been close to for so long. And for me, I feel like the most interesting thing about our friendship uh, kind of going from a face-to-face to an at-distance thing is that the language that we use to communicate with each other has always been unique, and now we're writing it down. So it's like gonna be there forever because we put it out there. It's awesome to have a backlog, uh, really, of like the codified slang we've developed over the 15 years of online friendship. It's great. You know, just to be like... Talking about spaghetti and meatballs, but Dylan and I know what we're really talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if anyone looks over our shoulder, they just think we're, you know, pasta enthusiasts. Yeah, like anyone who was to read over my shoulder at the coffee shop that I do most of my work would literally think we were talking about spaghetti and meatballs at a fine Italian restaurant. It's not at all what we're talking about. Though. No, you dirty oh, dog. Man, you know, sometimes you just got to slurp it up, you know? Oh, that okay. All right. All right. That's my sister. Okay. <laughs> that is my sister. Uh, uh, that's not a code. No. Oh boy. Yeah, it's just it's just real it's real it's real unique. I feel like it's a special thing. I think most people they fall out of friendship. They fall, like some people fall out of love and some people just fall uh, away from something that was so meaningful at the crux of their adulthood. Right. It's like, you know, out of sight, out of mind. But through the power of the Internet, there's no such thing as out of sight unless you want it to be out of sight. So if you're not keeping in touch with your friends and you're wondering why you're not staying together, it's because you're not trying. I agree. Well, you know, the bottom line is with uh, Rachel and I, we just like to save money. It's, it's as simple as that, you know. I mean, it's, it's the greatest game ever played, honestly, because it's the only one where the points matter. Yeah, and it's fun to play. It's a fun game. I like, save, I like taking really quick showers, mm-hmm. and I'll just mm-hmm. jump in real quick, take a quick second, and then I'll collect the water at the bottom with the soap in it, and mm-hmm. Rachel will just jump in and clean herself in my dirty just, soap water. Yeah, just lather on up. Yeah. You know, soap doesn't go bad. With multiple uses, it stay. You know, it still has the same properties of emulsifying dirts and fats. Yeah. Did you know? I mean, a lot of people don't understand that people in the 1500s, they would bathe like once a year. Yeah, I guess you could say that's the one area where we're just kind of going on a spending spree. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I married this woman. You see? Oh God! See, she's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. You know, most girls would have been skeptical when they got, you know, just some twine for a wedding ring. But I thought, my God, this is my soulmate. He gets me. I found that twine in the dumpster that I met you in. And, And you know what? That made it all the more special to me because 
I didn't even know I was going to find someone else dumpster diving that day. But lo and behold. There we were. There she was. Mm -hmm. I grabbed your foot and I was like, oh God, there's someone else in here. I know. And you thought I was a dead body for a second there. Oh, you You know, know, it wouldn't have been the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Man, so good. Yeah. No, and you know, I I just really, I think I love that we're so good at saving money because really material objects don't matter to us. We're not Mm -hmm. like those other people who need their comforts. Mm -mm. We don't need pillows. Mm -mm. We don't need to have paint on the walls. I don't know why people bother painting their houses because paint's expensive. And wood's beautiful. Yeah. And plaster is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Sheetrock. Often we'll just finish cooking our dinner and then we'll put it away and reuse it and then we'll try to reuse it as much as we can even if it goes a little bad you know mold actually has uh medicinal properties in it yeah and which is why we collect it in little tupperware containers we found on our last dumpster diving excursion my favorite mold uh is the mold that comes from (laughs) tortillas that have been left out a little too long mm-hmm. and it has just the most delightful green color that you just don't find anywhere else yeah you know occasionally rachel and i will just make food and let it rot <laughs> we do do that because <laughs> we love the mold so much i know well strike two i guess that's another place where we're wasteful <laughs> Hi, I'm uh, Gary, and uh, this is my service friend, Chad. Yeah, hello. Uh, I've never been a very sociable person. I've never been very good at meeting other people. And uh, so I I now, uh, through a government program, have Chad to play with me. Yeah, uh, I wear a vest, and I go out in public with this man to let him know that he is the real-life equivalent of a comic book character with uh, black scribbles above his head. He's got a lot of trouble relating. Yeah, it's tough. I, uh, I'm not good at not stinking, and I also am just not real good at knowing what to say at the right time. People seem to know what to say. Yeah, he's got a lot of theories that he believes in, thinks others should believe in them too, and tends to come off a little strongly whenever he's, uh, you know, talking about various things, whether it's Syria, the presidential election, pros and cons of the Khmer Rouge. He is a complex individual, but we have been working through a lot of picture drawing, a lot of storytelling, and, you know, underneath those layers is a... It's a really sweet onion, if you don't mind me saying that. Oh, Chad, come on. I mean it. Nah. I mean it. I mean, Grill I, that up, put it on a burger. <laughs> <laughs> Not too much teeth. Let's okay. keep the mouth closed. Oh, okay. Man. Okay. Yeah, no, I got big opinions, but uh, Chad Chad has definitely helped me funnel those into, uh, I don't know, handshakes and pleasantries. It is. A lot of times when he's given the handshakes now, uh, he refrains from putting the other hand too far up the other person's arm and really comes off pretty genial. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Uh, can I can I tell him the exciting news? Friends can share. Got himself a little girlfriend, he does. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm. Oh boy. Mm. Oh boy. Mm. She's a real hamburger patty. Let me tell you what. <laughs> All right. I was okay. just thinking about the onions joke earlier, and you said hamburgers. <laughs> You're straining the buttons on your shirt oh, there. Okay. Oh, oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Anyways, I'll go ahead and tell them how you met. Well, Chad, uh, he pushed me uh, out of my comfort zone like good friends do. It's a painted off area in his living room. It's mm-hmm. a literal comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Got a big bean bag I got at the mall, mm-hmm. and I sit on it and I play games and I make my my thoughts and I write them down on my blogs. She was a commenter, mm-hmm. and she commented, "I've got a bean bag chair as well. What kind of pizza rolls do you like?" To me, bells went off. They swirled around in my brains, and they they looked like a uh, looked like in that season three of The Walking Dead, where they're in the facility and the lights. And then you know, there's a lot of good points about men's rights if you look at that from the right angle, which I could I can Let's tell back you. Back that off. Let's oh. walk that back. Okay. There we go. There we go. Uh, I said hello to the nice lady on the internet. Her name was uh, Salad Light Ranch, 1982. It's a good, funny year for salad dressing, because it's the year she was born. And if she'd had salad dressing that long, it wouldn't taste very good at all. <laughs> oh, God. I tell you, I just never stopped smiling around this fella. And it's feelings like that that I knew, you know, maybe we should uh, create a little account on the commenting blog for him and get get to going back and forth with the comments. Yep. And I took a picture, and I had Chad take off his orange vest so he didn't give himself away. I just look like a regular friend. Yep. And, you know, that that's what I am. Sometimes I believe it. Then I'm doing my job. Hey, Rachel. Um, being single and alone is hard, and but you're a better friend mm-hmm. when you're single. So when you're alone and you're an extrovert, you always want to hang out with people. And if you don't have the one person that you just hang out with all the time, you're investing a lot of time in a lot of different friends a bunch because no friend wants to hang out with you all the time. So you hang out with all your different groups of friends and then they all feel like you've invested much more in them than when you're dating and you hang out with friends like once or twice a week maybe once a week and you discovered this um it sounds weird to say it was between boyfriends but i was between boyfriends um and it was like the summer right after i graduated and i was just like I didn't hang out with my housemates very much, so I had the urge to hang out with my friends a bunch. And, and I worked at an ice cream shop with one of them and just had a ball, and it was great. And then I started dating my current boyfriend, and it's kind of true that you just sort of like fall off the face of the earth for a little bit. And But this time I was able to accept that I was going to become a bad friend for a little while. <laughs> Because uh, I was like, I'm in the honeymoon phase. I'm gonna live it out while it lasts. Did Did someone like call you and like, hey? No, but recently I actually did invite one of my really close friends over to make dinner with me, and we were just gonna have like a girls' night. 
and it was going to be awesome. I bought wine and everything. And my boyfriend, I think, didn't realize that that's what was happening. And I felt really awkward asking him to leave, but he knew it was like ladies night or whatever. So he just kind of sat there in the living room on his computer, just sort of like lurking (laughs) while my friend and I were trying to make dinner. And it was just really awkward because then, you know, we just couldn't speak with the same ease as if he wasn't there. So it was just like a really strained thing where at the end we were like, let's just watch the Great British Baking Show. That's something all three of us can enjoy. It was rough. Why didn't you ask him to go? I felt bad because he lives there. So I was like, this is your home too, but... I don't want you here right now, but I never told him. But you didn't say that. So now he's going to find out by listening to this podcast someday. Well, I'm sure he inferred it because the next time I was like, you've got to not be here at 8 o'clock. Okay, so you did say something. Yeah, after afterwards. Good job. No, what was happening. Good job. Thank you. Growing up. Uh, babe? I'm going out on the town tonight. You need to stay in. I can't be out in the city knowing you're out in the city, too. Well, are you sure? I mean, I could go to, like, I don't know, a Toys R Us, find something fun. I could. Fantastic. Toys R Us. Just cross that off my list now. Any other places that I can't be in the city? I'm sorry. I just. Thought it would be. F- I want you to appreciate me as an independent woman, and I do. That's one of the things I appreciate about you the most. And it would mean so much to me if you could independently come to the conclusion that you're not stepping foot outside the door. Okay. Well, like, what if the house is on fire? Should I just stay, or the whole house? Yeah. Just up in a blaze. Could I go to the Toys R Us then? Hi, welcome to Toys R Us. And might I say, you're one of the most attractive women I've ever seen. Oh, shut up. Thank you for having me. My house just burnt down. Oh, oh my God. What? Are you okay? Should we call? Did you call an ambulance? Should we call the fire department? I mean, no, it's, it's all taken care of. I just thought I'd buy a super soaker to celebrate. Well, you know, uh, we have a large selection of super soakers, and uh, if you just want to come with me, I can take you to them and show okay, you. Okay, great. Just promise you won't tell my husband I was here. Can I Can I ask you a question? Uh-huh. Uh, did you set your house on fire by any chance? <laughs> what? On, on purpose? In secret? <laughs> no. Absolutely not. That was not the only way I could get to come to Toys R Us. <laughs> That's absurd, sir, and how dare you accuse me of making that up? Look, Tim, it doesn't matter why they're here at the Toys R Us. What matters is that they're here. So you just need to settle down with the Inquisition and just sell those toys. It's just a highly unusual customer, Bob. All right, I'm going to take this slinky, uh, and I'm going to (laughs) take... This Pokemon duct tape. Fantastic. Uh, do you guys sell chemicals? Uh, uh, what, what kind of chemicals? Just anything that decays. Uh, like, like radioactive? Or? No, no, no. T- 
Tim, we have an entire aisle full of chemistry sets. Why didn't you sell that man what he needed? Bob, I wasn't really sure what he was asking for. He just said chemicals. So that makes me think of cleaning products. You know what that makes me think of? An opportunity to sell. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, do you have any extra plastic bags you're not using? <laughs> or, I noticed the dumpster's sort of empty out back, and I was wondering when the dump happens. Ah, well, certainly I, I have some extra plastic bags, but I'm going to have to charge you for these. Okay, but where are the free ones? <laughs> oh, we don't have any. You did a great job. Not giving away our plastic bags, Tim. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Hey, yeah. Was there a lady in here looking kind of independent? Maybe a little ashy? Uh, you know what? Actually, uh, there was a lady. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what was going on, but she... Hey, sorry, I know you're dealing with that customer, but what here can kill a dog? Excuse me? <laughs> Look, bud, I'm going to level with you. I'm going to disappear for a while. Got a new girlfriend, and I'm in it. I'm in it real deep, and I need to make sure this lasts. You flew all the way to Pennsylvania to tell me this? You couldn't have just emailed it? I needed to tell you in person. I needed to let you know. And let you know that this was serious. I needed to look you right in those eyes without a webcam in between it to let you know that I am making it happen in the woods with a lady and I need to disappear for a while into that lady. Bro, this is hard because that sounds awesome. The first the first part sounds bad. The part where we lose this friendship sounds real junky to me. Look, Dylan, we are not losing this friendship. We are putting this friendship on hiatus. It's coming back. It's going to come back after a six to seven week break, and it's going to be stronger than ever. It's going to have a new creative outlook on it because I'll have had a new experience with a lady, and that's going to change the context within which I view this friendship because it's going to be different to me, but better. Well, what, what if I keep emailing you friendship? Like, what if I keep telling you about my day? Well, man, I'm going to have one of those out-of-office replies up. What? And you can talk to that, and I'll, I'll catch up. I'll look at it, like, you know, on the weekends when I'm not busy, you know, going to farmer's markets or going to, like, art house movies and languages I don't care to understand. And I'll read it. I'll know. You can know. Like, once we pick this back up, you can rest assured I have this knowledge. I'm just not going to reply, though. That's so bullshit, man. Why? I mean, I thought at first when you said the woods that maybe there was an internet connection, but it sounds like you'll have like Wi-Fi at every one of the places that you listed that you could very easily, in a line waiting for an art house film, send me a quick email to talk about friendship. Look, I have to focus on Shanna right now, so that's what I'm going to do, and I'm sorry that that hurts you. I am sorry, but you have to. Like, this could be big, man. Four or five years down the line, I could be flying out here to Pennsylvania to ask you, hey, Dylan, do you want to be my best man? Do you want to be my kid's godfather, depending on the order with which things pan out? I don't know. That's what's crazy about this right now. I don't know what's next, and that's why I got to focus. This is moving super fast, man. Like, that's why we email each other, so we have time to think and respond, bro. Sounds like you are just go, go, go. 
you know, it's it's been a revelation to just like be in the moment with another person and just letting it happen as it happens instead of like painstakingly highlighting words and clicking down edit and then synonyms and seeing like is this the best word to use right now I don't, I'm just using the words that come out of my brain with her it's amazing holy shit this is about money isn't it I, I'll pay for a hotspot man I will pay for a hotspot look it is not about wifi connection it is about emotional connection and I have that with a lady now so I gotta go away everything I've said about being in the woods that's all a metaphor for the forest of Shanna's love. You look at this iPad and you watch this animated GIF go back and forth as the cat falls off the piano and you tell me that's not emotional and that you can't get everything you would need and convey everything you need from a screen, bro. Look, Dylan, I don't want to change the subject, but I just need to point out that the inventor of the graphics interchange format prefers that it's pronounced GIF. Dude, and this has always been a point of contention with us. I understand that, but I think we should respect the creator's wishes. That's why I like typing it out because we don't get into these fucking fights about it. If we type it out, then we don't need to worry how it's pronounced and we can get on with our friendship, bro. Thank you guys for all coming to our house for dinner. Just watch your step. We don't have any electricity, so it's a little dark. Oh, Ooh. yeah. yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> I hope you have all- a cap. I'm sorry? Do you have a cat? Do we have a cat? I stepped on something. Is it a cat? Yeah, the, the floor is very rough. Oh, that must have been our moss clump we found out back the other day. We brought oh. it in because it was just so delightful to feel underfoot. Oh, wow. Yeah. You can save a lot of money by just putting moss all over your carpet. and hmm. or, I'm sorry, not even having a carpet, putting moss on your hardwood floor. And then just watering it occasionally, you know? I hope everyone brought their own toilet paper. (laughs) Oh, I don't poop at not home. Oh, well, then problem solved, I guess. Great. Don't have to Uh, worry about that one. So I'm I'm just going to use the moonlight to find the dining room. Uh, But I I will... I don't see any any furniture or anything to sit on. How are we going to have dinner? Well, you know, they say sitting will be the death of you anyway, so we kind of either go vertical or horizontal, but not really mixing up the two. Yeah, horizontal's a fun one. It's fun to eat when you're mm-hmm. lying down. We put the food on our chests, hmm. and then we feed it to each other. It's kind oh, of cool. like, like moss otters. <laughs> uh, I don't know what they, those are. <laughs> well, well, and you know, an otter eats off his belly and we'll be lying on moss. So, oh. so we'll just kind of be moss otters. Yeah, we'll all be moss otters. Yeah. How delightful. Mm-hmm. Well, and in that case, are you guys ready to eat some mold off of each other's bellies while we lie on our mossy floor? Ready as I'll ever be. Yeah. Mm. All right, I'm a little nonplussed with this dinner arrangement. I kind of thought we were going to have uh, a nice meal together. I, I don't see what's stopping that. Yeah, what yeah. What about everything that's been described so far has not been nice? I can't see. I stubbed my toe on something coming in. Uh, I was asked to take my shoes off, but then I have to walk on moss. And now I have to eat mold off of another person's chest, like some oh. a creature I've never heard of called a moss otter. 
No, there's no such thing as an actual moss otter. Right. Chad was just right. using it as yeah. like a like, oh, you know how otters eat off of their chest. We're gonna do that, but with moss. We're the mm-hmm. moss. There's version. not a there's not a moss otter. It's yeah. just yeah. a. I mean, if you've already filled up on your preconceptions, I guess that's fine. Just a, you know, illustrative example that Chad was making. I don't know. You don't. You don't have to eat with us. You can just go. We don't care. Wait, you know, I mean, guys, I. It's been 10 years since we were at Reed. I feel like we could take a little bit of time to... I, I don't mean to be rude, but I, I do miss you guys. But this is just... You guys really went in this this left direction. I, I can't see your hand. Are you making some I'm sort of movement? making a real brisk gesture to my left. Ah. Hey, do I smell someone crying? It smells like someone's crying. No. Oh, what, what did you do? Oh, oh, I'm, oh. It's, you've just... Totally slapped us on any version of hospitality we could have given you. I don't, I don't know how to make him happy, honey. Keep making noise. I'm gonna find you and come hug you. I hope you guys are happy. We planned this whole meal out. There you are. Oh, this feels nice. Hugsy doodle. Can someone just whistle so I can find the door? Okay, I think it's that direction. I'm pretty sure it's over there. How did you do that just from the whistling? Uh, it's echo location. You have echo location? I, you can teach yourself to do it. A dolphin amongst the otters. Ah, a moss dolphin. Rachel, thanks so much for sharing with us today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, did you ever, like, have, like, you said you were very cheap, but did you ever, like, invite people over? Oh, yeah. I actually love event planning, and I love putting things together. So um, the first summer after I graduated on the 4th of July, I organized a slosh ball game where um, it was like a bunch of Portland improvisers, and everybody brought beer. uh, And that's why it was cheap, just because I had to be like, everybody show up at this place, bring beer. And we also had a guac off, so guacamole make off. And so we did the guacamole first, and it was kind of sad because we had our field was right across the way from this other group's field, and they had, like, this huge barbecue and, like, everything going on, and all our side had was, like, hot guacamole (laughs) and beer. So we tried all the guacamole, and my housemate Matt won, and it was a big deal for him. Like, he stayed up really late making the chips because he made the chips on his own and he just served them with his guacamole. So he had like the added edge of having chips. Um, so he won and beat Garrett, who's now my boyfriend and Garrett's kind of like, I've traveled the world and I know how to make the best (laughs) guacamole with the best spices. And so, and Garrett shows up kind of kind of like a douchebag with his guacamole with two avocado pits in it. Like it's this natural, amazing thing. Um, and Matt won. So Garrett was pretty butthurt about it. But, um, so then we played slash ball and it was kind of like a sandlot summer moment where it felt like, yeah, this is summer right here. Um, in that magical way that you can never recapture. And so, um, everybody was just getting wasted and running around the bases. <laughs> uh, 
it was always hilarious watching people catch the rubber ball because you always had to be holding your beer at all times. So they'd go to catch the ball and it'd always just be this explosion of beer going everywhere and them trying to hold on to the ball, which they never could. So it was just people falling over, getting hit by this kickball. Yeah, and it was just really, really magical. And I remember this... I'm not this type of person, but um, I told everybody I needed to pee because I'd been sprinting around the bases and running all over and drinking a ton of beer and having jello shots, and I didn't want the fun to end, and so I told everybody I needed to go pee behind the bushes, and I went and I threw up because <laughs> I didn't want anyone to tell like to stop my fun, and I didn't want to be told I couldn't play anymore. <laughs> So I just went and threw up and then came back and was like, yeah, let's keep it going. (laughs) Uh, It was awesome. Thank you, Rachel Van Ness. Thank you, Garrett Palm, who's now the villain of this podcast today. (laughs) He's Uh, always the villain. (laughs) Thanks to Chad Parsons, David Calkins, Adam Travga, and Dylan Reef. My name is Eric Klein. This has been Derailer. We're online at derailer.xyz because derailer.com uh, belongs to this guy in Germany and he's not he's not gonna let go but derailer.xyz was up for grabs and iTunes iTunes as well the music on this episode was composed by Scott Holmes which I found online at the freemusicarchive.org Scott Holmes is spelled H-O-L-M-E-S uh, Scott is also on the internet at his Facebook page Uh, Scott Holmes Music. Thanks so much.